Yeah, I don't think anyone's favorite character was, was Ted. Ted. Yeah. Like, I was upset when I got Ted as, like, one of those, like, which How I Met Your Mother character are you? And I was like, no! I want to be Ted. And I was like, I need to retake this with and change my personality. With different intentions. I'm going to read these questions from a different perspective. And then I think I got Lily. Maybe I'll be someone else. <laughs> and, yeah. The point is, the second time I it didn't get Ted. Ted. And I was like, okay, good. At my core, I can change. I don't want to be Ted. Welcome to Fine Pairings. I'm Claire. <laughs> I'm Grace. <laughs> podcast about fan fiction. And I was going to start with an update because it's very exciting. Um, so, we are famous now. What? <laughs> so, we've gotten popular enough that an author of our of fan fiction that we've read has gotten back to us what? via the email. <laughs> It's like which we're is, living in the 21st century. Which is so exciting to me, personally. Um, which, because uh, we've been, as of late, I mean, we've, we've been trying to get in contact with a lot of these authors, but the problem is many of them were written a few years ago, and people will disengage their accounts, or they're not connected to a different form of getting in touch with them, which is why we, you know, tend to find them, like, on Tumblr or by, you know, some other, some more popular media. And I think on AO3 you can't, like, there's no messaging, so you just have to, like, post a comment and, like, hope. And this is from our episode, uh, hashtag John Green. Where we read uh, Like Brothers on a Hotel Bed about the uh, Vlogbrothers Fight, Fight Club. Club crossover. So we got uh, a lovely email from the author of Like Brothers on a Hotel Bed, which was uh, great and also answered some questions of ours. So uh, the person is uh, wanting to be called E. Okay. Their name E. Or Sounds her name. Good. She identifies as a female. So, yeah, she wrote into us saying that she wrote this fan fiction when she was 15. Mm-hmm. So when she was in early high school and had been reading Fault in Our Stars and the Book Fight Club within the same chunk of time. And, yes, like, similarly was just like, let's just smash those two together. <laughs> nice. And it was kind of nice because apparently, and I went back and confirmed this, somebody on that fan fiction wrote that we had read it and said that we were mean. What uh, I'm trying to find, remember what exactly it was. It was they said like, that we. I think they, they said th- we didn't flatter. It wasn't a flattering yes, podcast because I read something. the comment because I was like, what? I did too. Yeah, because I was also curious if it was still there. Which yeah. So someone and I since because of this email re-listened to that episode because me as I well. Was, we were not nice to some people. Like yes. we were not nice to some people last season, but that one we were you know pretty. At least neutral, if not very flattering, because right. I really like. I thought it was fanfic. really well written. I know, I agree. I also think it was very well written, and so and also I noticed that we don't say the name of the author until the very end of the podcast. Weird. So someone listened to the entirety of that podcast, heard everything we said, and then contacted the author. I don't remember what means I tried to get in contact with the author originally, but I did because she mentioned that was like, yeah, I never checked my Blink account or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, she wrote it when she was 15, so it's probably like an old email. I can't quite remember what it was. Um, but ended up listening to the podcast and ended up really liking it. So, thank you, E. It sounds like she is now in college as, for writing. Oh, no surprise. that's so cool. Because <laughs> uh, that was really great writing, for especially for a 15-year-old. Right. I know. I mean, better than a lot of adult yes. things yes. I've read. <laughs> Which is one of the other reasons I was comfortable reading it, because I knew it was good, and I didn't think it was written by a child based on how well it was written. Right. <laughs> oh, and um, another mystery solved. Like Brothers on a Hotel Bed is a Death Cab for Cutie song that was used in Brotherhood 2.0. Like, as oh. the intro song. Yes, because I had eventually Googled it and was like, oh, that's... 
That's Death Cab song. for Cutie song, sure. But I didn't know it had anything to do with Brotherhood 2.0, which is the original Vlogbrothers. So, some fun updates. Yes, if that anyone cool. else would like... To- if anyone else would like to write hate comments, apparently it's very effective for getting people to listen to the podcast. So, sure, I guess go that route. You'll make me cry, but that's okay, I guess. <laughs> Not even accurate. Like, if the I Dream of Drew comes at us, I'm like, I understand. <laughs> like That was a real roast of a podcast. Like, I, or uh, uh, Pickles a DNA. If Pickles DNA reaches out to us and is like, you assholes, I'd be like, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> I, you're, you're wrong. You're, I mean, we're wrong. We were we were you. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, I like to think of us kind of in general, more laughing at you reading it to me mm-hmm. and me being a dick because you're reading it to me. Yes. And more... Which is why we laugh at, like, smut. Yes. Or, like, uh... Like, we were definitely making fun of Fight Club. Yes. Like, the movie in no. the book Fight Club. <laughs> like, I was making fun of the fact that boys are raised to not be emotionally... Yeah, right. Like, developed and we were probably making fun of YouTubers also, but not yeah. making fun of the actual written work. Yeah, so, like, it's like, you know. we're usually making fun of the source mm-hmm. material, not the fanfic itself, or sort of more... I like to think the concept of being alive. Like... <laughs> Like, like, like uh, if you think about it, yeah. sex is funny. Sex is just weird. the idea of well, even your... like well, like going back to like the Property Brothers one, like the idea of um like me or anybody writing about being in a relationship with an adult is like gonna be yeah. like rife with wrongness. <laughs> yes, it's like I laugh at like I laugh when it's like when we were in college and mm-hmm. we would read fanfic to each other, yes. and you'd sort of be like, we were in college, and it was like clearly a middle schooler writing about college, yeah. and you'd be like, oh honey, there this are not, not bells that dis- like, like the bells don't dismiss you from college. From college, like it make any sense? And you don't wear <sighs> thigh high boots to school because You're they're uncomfortable. Walk around on cobblestones. Yes, it's like you will <laughs> twist an ankle. So it was sort of like yeah, just making fun of like circumstance and like that's yeah. why you generally don't write about things you have no idea about yeah and like i've totally <laughs> written about things i don't understand and it's come out poorly and sometimes you get mm-hmm. lucky and you like write you about right, it yeah. and it's fine oh okay well you know now that we've talked about all that <laughs> again thank you for all the authors that have allowed us to read your fan fictions yes on this podcast we make zero money out of it so we're hoping at least we're giving you some good exposure yes <laughs> for your uh endeavors and, and you can all laugh at how dumb we are and that's why we have written we've read our own fan fiction so you can also laugh at us and right. our bad writing yeah <laughs> man there's some goldies in there but mm, good stuff okay uh claire what have you brought for me today i have brought you can you describe what you're seeing in my drink yes what do so you see well first of all i can smell it yes like, what is it <laughs> tell me your it really smells like cucumber. There's only one slice um, of cucumber. Okay, like maybe because you just freshly cut the cucumber. Not, that must I, be like, it. and it looks like there could be cucumber in it. Like it yeah. kind of reminds me of the color of like a cucumber, like aloe cooling gel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like it doesn't have the consistency of that, thank God. But yes. <laughs> so, and there is a, a leaf of some variety, which I would assume is mint, but I don't smell mint. And it looks no. pretty big. Nope. So, <laughs> uh, so my my prompt for today uh-huh. was. To find a like a redo mm-hmm. of the final episode of How I Met Your Mother, better a better episode. So I right. have found a better episode, Good. and I was looking up cocktails, and this cocktail was suggested to drink during the final viewing of oh, the by a fan or by like the network by U.S. Magazine. 
So for your like viewing party, there was like a couple of choices of drinks. Okay. And one of them was you could have what was called the McLaren, like the McLaren's mm. pub, okay. and it was just a beer in a cold glass. Yeah, that's that sounds good. Yes. And what <laughs> Not I super uh, creative. But... Right. This is a legend. Wait for it. Dairy. There's no dairy in it. I was gonna say there's there's very clearly no dairy in it. Um, and it is uh, one part tequila. Half of a lime, okay. half part simple syrup, okay. two sage leaves that I muddled with the simple syrup. Wow. Why that's, that's why it's green. Okay. Um, and then club soda and then sage and cucumber slice for garnish. Is there some reason that those ingredients become a legend? Like what is... No. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't find... I mean, it sounds dry. very uh, like margarita adjacent. So like, yeah. I'm sure I'll like it. Anyway, this sounded, this sounded good. I figured I could like whip us a cocktail so shook it in my Shakeology bottle because I don't I have don't. a cocktail shaker. I'm gonna get you a cocktail shaker um, for your birthday. Yeah, someday <laughs> I need a cocktail shaker. Ooh, it kind of reminds me like of a Lacroix, honestly. Yeah, like that, like citrus with the bubbles, yeah. like a very lightly carbonated Lacroix with like more flavor. And does smell very cucumber with this cucumber sauce mm-hmm. here. It's very good. It like has that kind of. Like it's not too boozy, Ooh. so I could definitely Make I would a picture this, of that. Yeah, yeah, picture of that on a front porch. Ooh, yeah. So the fic I have for you is called Front Porch, okay. Which is a nod to throughout this Ooh. the series. Lily and Marshall always told Ted like since they were, the three of them were best friends, they would always like screen as girlfriends of like, is she front porch material? Mm. Like when we're 70. Oh yeah. Okay. When we're 70. I remember why that came in. Yeah. Can when we all sit on the front porch together? Can we all sit on the front swing. porch, play cards, drink a picture of this. Okay. And, uh, I could, okay. Right. I feel it. Um, it's written by rainbow boo one. Okay. And when I read this, I was like, this made me think I can rewatch how I Met Your Mother, and I will and just enjoy it. And I will just skip the last episode, and I'll just reread this fic. Perfect, and, and that, maybe the last season, right? Yeah, <laughs> unless that comes, I might come into play. It does come a little in play, but okay. I think again, they like mm, they they acknowledge kinda, it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So front porch. The summary. This is a redo of the finale of How I Met Your Mother. It's Ted Tracy. Barney Robin and Marsha Lilly. For me, this is how it should have ended. And I agree. I was trying to remember what her name was. Because again, they just gloss over her like she's not important at all. Right. So here is Front Front Porch. Well, kids, the wedding weekend wasn't over, said Ted. Penny and Luke fidgeted in their seats. But Dad, is this the part where you finally meet Mom? Said Penny. I feel like we've been here for an eternity, said Luke. Ted looked at his clock and realized it had taken him all day. I stopped to order pizza, didn't I? Okay, just a little bit more. I'm getting to the best part. And then cut back to... Just like How I Met Your Mother, there's going to be like kind of cuts yeah. back and forth. Ted couldn't stop staring at the bass player on stage. There was something about her. He just couldn't stop staring. Ted, said Lily, drool much? Huh? said Ted. Ted wiped at his mouth. I didn't... I didn't actually, did I? asked Ted. Not actually, but your puppy eyes were giving you away, said Lily. Ted looked away and focused on Lily. I should know better. I'm leaving tomorrow. I can't hit on someone tonight. My future is in Chicago, said Ted. Because if you recall, 
they're all going their separate ways. Yes. And we're at... He's going to go be an architect and add to the Chicago skyline or something insane. Yes. He's like, he's given up on ever, he's given up on ever being able to change the New York City skyline. And so he's like, I'm going to go to Chicago. And the other part is that like... What a lofty goal. Right? It's very, (laughs) like like three people get to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But whatever. Um, And then like Lily and Marshall are going to Italy so that... Illy can follow her artistic like, like art curation yeah. with the captain and then mm-hmm. uh barney and robin she's becoming a foreign a foreign correspondent and mm-hmm. also they're also leaving for a while mm-hmm. and so ted was sort of like well like my life is kind of dead ended in new york so like why am i staying and that's why he goes to chicago instead gotcha anyway now i know you're not trying to make me cry said lily if you change your mind i can introduce you we met on the bus on the way here her name is Oh, God, I forgot. Yesterday we chatted. It's on the tip of my tongue. Don't tell me baby brain has set in already. It's fine, Lil, said Ted. I'm going to miss you, Mama Italy. We're video chatting weekly. No, daily. No, hourly, said Lily. (laughs) She hugged him so hard. He would miss her. I need to leave early. I have some last-minute packing to do, said Ted. Ted, said Lily. Tears started to stream down her face. It's not goodbye, Lily. It's see you later, said Ted. Robin came up beside them. No, Ted, I refuse. You cannot leave our wedding early. It's against the bro code. It's true. The bro code, said Ted, smiling. Yes. Living with Barney, you think I don't know things inside and out? Article 256. A bro shall not leave bro's wedding until sunrise. <laughs> and, I, and, I think you sh- and I think you are my best friend, too. I say it stands. Rule number one. Bride wants it. It happens. She has you there, Ted, said Lily. Bro code, said Robin. Mm -hmm. Barney ran into them. Ted, 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 I found the perfect woman for you, said Barney. (laughs) Ted is trying to leave early, said Robin. Bro code, article 256 (laughs) states, and Robin, said Barney. Already stated, husband, said Robin. Robin laid a solid high five to Barney. Marriage high five, said Barney. (laughs) (laughs) I had to catch, I have to catch the early train to finish packing, said Ted. Hell to the no, said Marshall. The party is only getting started. Bro code stands, <laughs> especially since you guys are leaving us. Guys, said Ted, fine, but you're getting me, on, uh, you're getting me to the last train at 1 a.m. Promise. Fine, we promise, said Barney. Now back to the perfect woman for you. The bassist is hot and smart. I ran into her once before I was in a bad place about a year ago. I think she's single. She totally talked me into going after what I wanted. Robin. Really, said Robin. I need to buy her a drink. It's an open bar, said Ted. Technically, I paid for that bar. <laughs> so this going to bring it to her. So the sentiment stands, Professor, said I Robin. love this already because, okay, so like one thing that was so unsatisfying about the like seventh season or whatever it was, was that it was all this like prep before mm-hmm. the wedding. And mm-hmm. as far as I remember, the wedding was not really a big deal and the mm-hmm. reception like didn't happen. No. Like, or it did, but it was just like, Nothing. Like, I remember Lily's reception, Lily yep. Marshall's, because she didn't eat anything, and that was funny. Like, yep. she just kept eating, like, raspberries out of champagne glasses yep, or whatever. Yep, yep, yep. Because she can't fit um, into the dress. Yeah, and, like, this is where you would try and set someone up. You'd be, like, at a reception being, like, who's single? Right. Who can we, like, right. <laughs> smash together? Who are we going to force on the dance floor We together? know s- four single people. <laughs> Which two of them are we going to try to get to hook up? <laughs> Yeah, it's like a very... It's like a homecoming dance, but only four of you are single. <laughs> right. And it, it's like, and everyone knows that's what you do at weddings. It's like... Yes. That's... You find someone. Right? And you're right, because yeah, yeah. The, the seventh season was all like, Robin like got cold feet and then like was back in. It was like... It, kept, it was so unnecessary. Right. It was like all of it was 
crazy. Well, yeah. Anyway, mm, I could rant about it forever. Right. Oh. We're not. We're here to repair. We're the here follies for repairing <laughs> our broken pasts. We are here for the band aid to fix it. Okay, anyway, <laughs> crazy coincidence, said Lily. I met her on the bus on the way here. The bassist said, "Marshall, she gave Marvin and I. Uh, she gave Marvin and me a lift here." Lift, said Lily. Long story, said Marshall. I literally ran into her before the wedding. I was freaking out and she gave me some pretty good advice, said Robin. Plus, we kind of got to second base. <laughs> I don't entirely remember what that was. I feel like it was like... Someone like fell and she like... Was, yeah, it was, probably, yeah, it was probably it was, like, like, weird. Yeah, it was... Anyway. I missed it, said Barney. Robin just grinned at Barney. She, uh, he may not be perfect, but he was perfect for her. Ted couldn't help but be intrigued. What's her name? asked Ted. He looked at the group's blank faces. Didn't you hire the band? asked Robin. <laughs> Cindy's roommate had a band. Super Freakonomics, said Ted. Wasn't this the roommate the wasn't this the roommate you seemed super into without even meeting her? asked Lily. Maybe, said Ted. Oh Ted, said Marshall. It's like fate. That's it. You have to meet her, said Robin. Bride's orders. I'm loving this <laughs> I'm loving this in charge stuff. I'll be your wing groom, said Barney. <laughs> They turned towards the band and saw that bassist had disappeared. Where'd she go? Said Ted. The group bounded towards the stage and asked the guitarist, Where did your bassist go? Tracy? She needed to catch an early train to New York, so we're taking over. Hope that's okay. Go after her, man, said Barney. Were you just saying I couldn't leave your wedding early? Said Ted. You're Ted Mosby. You run after your love. You're a hopeless romantic. We wouldn't ever change you, said Barney. Maybe I'm not that guy anymore, said Ted. Where's the poop, Ted? Said Lily. Oh, Ted. <laughs> Fine. I. <laughs> what? said Ted. Where's the poop, Ted? said Lily. Fine. I want to find this girl. But how will I know this won't turn out like all my other failed relationships? I'm leaving you guys, said Ted. Coward, said Robin. What? said Ted. Coward. Ted, you have to follow your heart. You have to take a chance that maybe moving to Chicago isn't the right choice. That maybe staying and finding out who this girl is might be the right choice for you, Ted, said Robin. Is that what you all think? asked Ted. I love you, Anne, said Marshall, but I think you have to have faith in yourself. You think by starting over, life will be different, but it won't be. You will be the same, Ted, and you'll, and you'll be alone, Ted. <laughs> You're going to Italy, said Ted. Bernie and Robin will be in Argentina for six months after their honeymoon. You won't be there either. Fine, said Barney. You're right. We won't be there for a while, but we're going to be back. Robin and I talked about it. We're buying a place in New York to be our home base. We might travel together or part, but New York is home. Marshall and I talked last night, and yes, we're going to Italy, but not for that long. What? said Marshall. I know we talked about it last night, but I can't let you give up the judgeship, said Lily. But Lily, oh, yeah. your yeah, art It's career. all coming back to me. Yeah, right? It's like, like, there's so many threads of story going on. Right? And it's like, you're like, oh yeah, this is why. Everybody has a thing going on, and there's right. like seven of them. Right. But Lily, your art career, said Marshall. Marshall, I called the captain about an hour ago. He knows I'm pregnant. I'm going to go to Italy for three months and start up his collection, but only three months. Once I have the baby, we can go back again, limited. The captain said we can make it work, said Lily. Did that happen in the show? Because she um, was pregnant, I know that. Yeah, um, and I feel like... I don't remember, honestly. Because <laughs> I know... Because Marshall does eventually become a judge. Yeah. And, yeah. like... And... Like, some of the stuff that they allude to later. I don't remember them living in Italy. Because they stayed in Italy for a while. Yeah. I feel like maybe they had their baby in Italy, but they do come back. Mm, okay. They're not there forever. Yeah. Um, Marshall just grabbed Lily and kissed her. Are you sure, Lily Pad? I am, said Marshall. 
not Marshall. I am, said Lily. That's just me being bad at reading. It's okay. We've done it before. Ah, <laughs> uh, that means you'll all be in New York, said Ted. Maybe not always at the same time, said Robin, but it's home. Ted thought for a moment. His reasons for leaving, for leaving felt so far away. It had been hard seeing Robin and Barney plan a life together, but he had let her go. He had let her go so many times. For the longest time, she was his idea of the perfect woman. Ugh. Bold, audacious, beautiful, and a best friend. Too good for you. <laughs> too and too good for you. Robin was all of those things and more. Mm-hmm. That's why she's too good for him. For the longest time, he had thought, if only she had wanted to and could have kids. If only she had wanted to have a home with him. Those were the only things standing between them. Then came Barney. Ted, Ted hadn't seen that coming. He had dibs. But then something about Barney and Robin just made sense. He couldn't fight their happiness just for his. But now... They're married. Yeah, now they're... Yeah. It's like... Like, I get that he's reflecting, but like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird time. It is, yeah. <laughs> but that's sort of like... Sometimes is how Ted's relationship with Robin Ted is. Because it's sort of like... The writers were always sort of like weirdly like still sort of there were different periods of time that they were still like robin's endgame but then it's sort of like wow he's really trampling on this other relationship she's in and that's not a good friend you also don't want that either yeah he just seems like an ass a good friend wouldn't, wouldn't sabotage your relationship yeah that's better than your relationship had been like <laughs> yeah it's like they struggled with the like are they friends or are they in a relationship are we human or are we dancers <laughs> <laughs> fundamentally at our core are we human or are we dancers but now he realized robin wasn't his he was okay with that he was more okay with it than he ever knew when robin in a panic offered to leave with him he just said no it wasn't for robin it wasn't for barney oh god i forgot that i know right god damn it if such choices (sighs) it was for him he wasn't interested anymore he was over it he was over her maybe that god damn it i didn't put the maybe oh. I, I added the maybe oh part. good <laughs> that he it i was sh- like that is accurate ted but yeah I'm like, he okay. was over her period good they made great friends this author is not an asshole like i am and Your knows best. how to heal heal my wounds heal my wounds i am jaded and broken they made great friends he had more than just made peace with it it was liberating he wasn't waiting for her so why was he going to Chicago to work with the Druthers? Didn't the Skyline need him? Didn't his students need him? Because he's a professor. Uh-huh. I've got to go catch the train, said Ted. His friends hugged him before he ran off. It was as if they knew this would mean he was staying. Ted was back. Cut. <laughs> and kids, I've, and kids, I thought I missed that train. But there, standing on the platform under a yellow umbrella, was your mother. She was absolutely beautiful. I almost didn't run into her, but then I did. Cut. The, the rain poured around him, and he was wet as he ran towards the platform. There she was, standing under a yellow umbrella. Excuse me. Hi, said Ted. Hi, said Tracy. I'm the, said Ted, the best man, said Tracy. Yeah, get in here. Get in here. <laughs> she, us- yeah, she ushered him under the umbrella. Thanks, here, let me, said Ted. He grabbed the umbrella as he was taller. Okay, thank you, said Tracy. Great show tonight, said Ted. Oh, thank you, said Tracy. You're Cindy's ex-roommate, right? Tracy, said Ted. And you're the professor, Ted. I took one of your classes, said Tracy. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Really? Which one, said Ted? Econ. 305, said Tracy. Econ, 305. But I don't teach... Oh, no, said Ted. (laughs) Oh, yeah, said Tracy. Excuse me, said Ted. I'm just going to jump onto the tracks now. 
No, 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 don't, said Tracy. You were great. You were great. He paused and noticed the umbrella. It wasn't just any umbrella. It was his, his umbrella. Wait a minute. This is my umbrella. I left this umbrella at Cindy's. You totally stole my umbrella, said Ted. What, said Tracy. No, I didn't. This is my umbrella. I bought this umbrella. <laughs> Excuse me, said Ted. It even has my initials on it right here. TM, Ted Mosby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, look again, Ted Mosby, said Tracy. Those are my initials. TM, Tracy McConnell. No, Tracy McConnell. It's TM, totally mine, said Ted. Your TM, totally mistaken, said Tracy, because this umbrella has always belonged TM to, to me. me. <laughs> I'm remembering this whole conversation right? now. <laughs> Although I did lose it for a few years there. So I went to this dance club on St. Patrick's Day, said Ted. On St. Patrick's Day, said Tracy. And you left it there, said Ted. And I left it there, said Tracy. And you never thought you'd see it again, said Ted. And I never thought I'd see it again, said Tracy. They stood there in the rain, and both of them knew that they weren't just talking about the umbrella. The air around them was electric. There was something about it that felt fated. Funny how sometimes you just find things, said Tracy. It was more than a lucky penny, or the best apartment in the city. They both knew they had found each other for a reason. Cut. That early train never came, and we talked until the 1 a.m. train, and then until we got back to New York. I asked for her number and called her the very next day. And that, kids is how I met your mother, said Ted. Ah, Dad, said Penny. When you sat us down for the long version, (laughs) you really meant the longest version. (laughs) Did you really have sex with all those women before you met Mom, said Luke? (laughs) God. Luke, said Penny, you're so gross. That wasn't the point of the story, said Ted. (laughs) It's more about how I grew into the person I was supposed to be before I met her. And you banged a lot of girls, said Luke. Luke Robin Mosby, said Tracy. Tracy was standing in the doorway, holding bags. But mom, dad just spent the whole day talking about girls he slept with before you met you. (laughs) Is that all you got from that story, said Ted? I'm 13, dad. All I think about is sex, said Luke. (laughs) Like I said, gross. Grow up, Luke, said Penny. Okay, pig pen, said Luke as he bolted off the couch. I'm going to kill you, said Penny. She chased after him. Don't kill your brother before dinner, hollered Tracy. (laughs) Or Ted, sorry. Hollered Ted. All the girls you banged, said Tracy, as she sat on the couch. I told them about how I met you, said Ted. And it was because of Barney and Robin's wedding. And I wouldn't have met you otherwise. And I wouldn't have been at that wedding if I hadn't met Robin or Barney. So I started the night I met Robin. Good choice. Good narrative structure. (laughs) And if I remember correctly, less R-rated than the night you met Barney, said Tracy. I swore you to secrecy, said Ted. (laughs) And I've never told a soul. Well, except Robin, said Tracy. Robin, said Ted. Spousal privilege, said Tracy. What two wives share about their husband is, is between them. Fine, but not too much sharing. How was your trip, said Ted. Well, Robin and Lily say hi, said Tracy. Our trip to Florida was awesome. We even got hit on. Lily was very excited. Robin got recognized a few times, but not too much. It's hard to be traveling with the top television journalist in New York, said Ted. It has its perks, although Lily did get a little jealous that no one was recognizing her, said Tracy. Well, she's a children's book author-illustrator. It's not like people will see her and think, Wigfrey and Bear, (laughs) said Ted. Yes, but traveling with someone as famous as Robin can be hard, I guess. Lily started wearing her her Wigfeld t-shirt, said Tracy. She didn't, said Ted. She did, said Tracy. Ted joined Tracy on the couch and held her close. 
I missed you, Snugglebutt. <laughs> Remember when we talked about pet names I hate? Snugglebutt is one of them. This is better than baby. <laughs> so, anyway, said Ted. I missed you, Ted, said Tracy. Next vacation we're taking together, said Ted. I say Disney Universe with the kids. Only if it's a road trip, said Tracy. Isn't it always, said Ted. He held her closer and kissed her forehead. It had been a few hard years for them. Tracy had gotten sick about six years ago with breast cancer. They almost lost her, but she fought it and they fought it and they couldn't have done it without their friends. Lily, Robin, Marshall, and Barney. Right? Uh, This is what should have happened. uh, Uh, Lily, Robin, Marshall, and Barney had all taken turns helping to watch the kids or stay with Tracy during her chemo. But it had been a year now of being 100% cancer-free. The girls had taken her to Florida to celebrate her 46th birthday. Is the gang still up for dinner, said Ted. All aboard and accounted for, said Tracy. Barney and Robin were heading down from their house in the Hamptons. Robin had reached her dreams. She had done so well as a foreign correspondent, and then as an investigative journalist, she was now headlining her own New York City-based news show. No one would ever forget her special a few years ago on bullfighting, where she had donned the red cape herself. Barney had struggled in their uh, their first years together because he was no longer with the same corporation. Goliath National Bank offered to keep to keep him in on while they were under new management as a PR executive. But Barney realized he wanted something more. Barney and Robin had had a rough patch with all, with all the time apart, but once he focused on what he loved, it became easier. He opened Suit Up, an elite New York gentleman's club. Cigars, burlesque, and jazz. As Barney often put it, it puts the ass in classy. <laughs> Lily and Marshall had finally left the city and moved to the suburbs. They chose the same town as Ted. Lily quit teaching to focus on her kids and her art. Being with the kids all the time inspired her to create a children's picture book series. Uh, Marshall took the Supreme Court seat. He loved his job, but it also made him lose all of his hair. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is what happened in the show, too. (laughs) Ted had gotten his job back, his job at Columbia back after his attempt at leaving for Chicago. He even got to design another building in the New York City skyline. Tracy ended up creating a lifestyle blog with Barney's help, and kept be- kept being a part-time wedding singer and teaching kids music in her spare time. Flash forward, 2065. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. The rockers rocked on the porch. Oh no. Front porch. Here Boob. we go. Here we are. Here we are. Boobs, said Barney. I see boobs at 12 o'clock. Sorry, I gotta take a drink. <laughs> Barney, put on your glasses, said Robin. Oh, they're just melons. Actual melons, said Barney. When we moved to Florida, I remember saying some. I remember someone saying, beach babes. You're looking at one sexy, said Robin. You're still as beautiful as the day I married you, said Barney. Although I do miss your rack. <laughs> Me too, said Robin. She kissed him softly on the lips. Would you two stop making out and finish the card game, said Ted. You're just grumpy because I'm winning, said Lily. You're cheating, said Ted. But she always cheats, said Tracy. <laughs> Marshall, ruling, said Ted. Judge Fudge allows it, said Marshall. Yes, said Lily. Rematch in 15. I'm taking you down, said Ted. I have major news, said Tracy. Major news, said Ted and Robin. (laughs) Classic Ted and Robin. Classic Ted. I just got a call from Penny, and you wouldn't guess what she bought, said Tracy. Mm -hmm. What are your guesses? That what their daughter bought? Yeah. 
well, considering every single person in this uh, whole show is wildly successful at whatever they do, I'm going to say a house in Malibu. Okay. Good guess. Good guess. Don't keep us in suspense, said Ted. We're old now, said Barney. Speak for yourself, said Robin. Shh. Let Tracy speak, said Lily. Penny bought McLaren's, said oh, Tracy. okay. McLaren's, said Ted. Well, the entire building. But she now owns the bar, said Tracy. The bar, said Barney. They lift their glasses of iced tea. To the bar, said Robin. The gang echoed her cheer. That means we sort of own the bar now, said Ted. Ted, 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 Ted. Puzzles. We can make puzzles happen, said Barney. <laughs> if she's changing the name, it should be McConnell's, said Tracy. Um, what's wrong with McLaren's? It's classy like old scotch, said Robin. We can't rename the bar, said Lily. It stays McLaren's. Judge Erickson's final ruin, said Marshall, <laughs> unless we call it puzzles. <laughs> they never did change the name of the bar. They never did find out what happened to that pineapple. But then sometimes things are left, are better left unsaid. And do you feel healed? I do. I also feel like, healed. All it needed, like it could have ended, this fan fiction and the actual uh, episode, could have ended when they met flush to the kids say that's how i met your mother end could have been the could have been the end <laughs> like, right no the, they didn't need it. to add all this weird plot after that <laughs> right no the whole yeah all of it was dumb all of it was dumb that was much much better though right i love the tie back to the front porch mm-hmm. that could have been done in the actual show everyone in old age makeup is funny Luckily for us, this fanfic is what mm-hmm. happened. And it was from Rainbow Who Won. She wrote the real ending. Thank you. I will pay you money. I, I can't you pay dollar. you money. But if this podcast ever takes off and we start making money, we will pay I will you be dollars. like, if we make gobs of money, I'll be like, circle the actors. We're redoing it. <laughs> so, circle up just anybody. <laughs> just anyone who looks kind of like this them. This is our script. Here's what we're doing. <laughs> We're reading it verbatim. Thank you, Rainbow Boo. Maybe now I can watch Casually. How I Met Your Mother up until the last season. Yeah. All right, Claire, I finished my drink. It is now nothing but a, a leaf, leaf of sage in a wine glass. Yeah. What would you like me to bring you for uh, when we next meet? <laughs> okay, you know, in all this quarantining, I have watched too much uh, Love is Blind because Same. you got to watch... Um, trashy TV to mm-hmm. forget about the chaos that is the world right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was curious about what kind of fanfics this would spark. Mm. So I really want you to find a Love is Blind fanfic. So it could be the characters, it could be mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. TV shows or media in the Love is Blind premise. I will do my best to find you something. Yes. With that tag. Cool. Okay. Well, I feel very nice and like soothed. (laughs) Right? It's just like everything's going to be okay because we're on the timeline where How I Met Your Mother is correct. We're in the correct dimension. (laughs) Yeah. We've righted the timeline. Yes. So it's going to be, everything's going to be okay now. Everything's going to be good. All right. Well, and uh, with those nice soothing feelings, we are off. Please uh, email us again if you are any of the authors that we've read on this show or if you have things you'd like us to consider reading. We would love for you to get in contact with us or if you just have like opinions. That's fine too. Uh, podcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at findpairingspodcast. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to Find Pairings on the iTunes podcasting site or wherever you find this podcast. You don't have anything And on. Yeah, right. <laughs> What do you got to lose? Listen also, to our season one. <laughs> also, give us five stars because we worked really hard on it <laughs> conceptually. And so, 
and in practice. This yes. is hard. But give us five stars to know to tell us how much you love our show and to encourage us to keep doing it because <laughs> as uh, I drift away into the ennui that is life, that is the then quarantine. I need to be reminded that things I create are worth creating. So make sure you follow our Instagram as well to see pictures of our drinks and, and other cute Yes, and we will see you next week with some Love is Blind uh, content. Yes. Have a wonderful, maybe quarantine. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye.